Hey, we are on the air for our first live episode in eons. Hi, I'm here too. Just You're here trying too. to figure out how to get in. Oh, welcome back, everybody. We are so excited to have you here. You're here at least on the microphone. So everybody Okay, so I'm now. not gonna be able to join. Um, I don't know. So I'll have to make all of the sound effects with my mouth. Yes, please do that. Please. Right, fine. Um <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 wait. Something's happening. It's now live. There she is. There she is. I see her. Let me in. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go live us up. I'm going to invite you as a speaker, Amy. Hi, and welcome to the Unqualified Therapist podcast. We are Amy and Sarah, and Amy is now figuring out how to get our Instagram live up and running. Um, not figuring it out, just getting it up and running. <laughs> But we are here to hang with y'all. Um, we are not therapists. We are not qualified. But we have experienced a lot of shit in our lives, um, including a lot of uh, just trauma, just big T traumas all over the place, left and right. <laughs> um, so while we hold no credentials, we do have a lot of experience. And so that's why we come on here to talk about all the stuff that um, people don't like to talk about, make things a little bit less scary. And hopefully um, allow you to feel more comfortable in your journey as well. So um, that didn't seem to work. Sorry, I'm just just doing this flippy thing here, and it doesn't seem to do it when we're looking at it. Oh, now we're live. All right. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, we are here to do all of. Um, <laughs> Stinky dad just let us know. I need some unsolicited and unqualified therapy. You're in the right place then. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about uh, my breast cancer journey in the aftermath of all the shit they don't tell you when you have a mastectomy. So welcome and uh, here we go, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, here I am. <laughs> Let's put that background music down. There we go. For a second, it sounded like Halloween music. I, I, I did pick this bed music this time because it is a little creepier. It is. So if you join us next week, oh boy. Oh, baby. We're going to have some true crime. Mm -hmm. Because it soothes us. It does. And, and we don't know why it's so soothing. It just... It just is. Um, guys, if you could just chat in and let us know if that background music is too loud. I have it on low volume. It feels a little loud to me, but it doesn't look like there's a way to turn that down any other way. Jeez. <laughs> see that works. Um, you know, you know, Joe Rogan doesn't edit anything, so I'm just gonna go and pretend I'm Joe Rogan right now. And be very confident with the fact that, that this is not it's not perfect. This is not perfect. Guys, we don't usually do live recordings. No, it's not. Oh, thank you. Thank you for letting us know. 
said the bass line is a tad loud. A bass line is a tad loud. It's not overpowering. Okay, so if I turned that down on that my was end, better I though. No, no, it, it went down. and It was better. Okay. Hopefully that uh, it takes it down some. I guess I could live chat. I can't say anything or do anything else. Whatever. Guys, thanks for hopping on live with us. This is this is gonna be fun. We do have. <laughs> It is. I'm telling myself that it's We're on fun. Instagram Live as well, and I didn't even put a title. That's all right. That's all right. I just don't know how to do things all technology-wise. Okay. We're going to get better. Well, all right. So if you want to chat with us, the best way to do that is going to be on our Podbean um, Live app. So uh, you can find that link on our Facebook page. Um, so that's Unqualified Therapists uh, or Facebook.com slash Unqualified Podcast. You can find the link to join us on um oh, listen. Can we just can we just solicit Know you? We don't I don't know, but we're turning it up. Oh how's is that way too loud now? Oh my. Stinky Dad, you need to be our friend. I know, you need to be <laughs> to help us out. Okay. I turned up the mics. Let's see if that helps. And then hey, once we get this under our belts we can figure it out because this is the first time with us doing this with our professional equipment <laughs> we did it the only other time we've done this um <laughs> okay awesome oh he, he has experienced oh so the best well we'll was have to in my to closet you. yeah back a year ago uh-huh almost almost you guys we're coming on a year birthday we're gonna have a smash cake that's the plan <laughs> and i'm smashing my face into it oh me too yeah well we have to each get our own then oh, yes that'll be amazing because I'm so we're gonna do that one live too because I think yeah. that that's pretty fun. Yeah, but we are almost a year old. It's gonna be our birthday. I can't believe it. Come so fucking far, man. So fucking far. I can't believe. We did it. say this was explicit, right? Yes, I did mark it as explicit. Because so I be like ourselves. the word "fuck" so good. It's a great noun verb, <laughs> adjective, all of the above. It's just it opens great... your throat chakra. It actually it does. does. It does. It so really does. There's goodness in it. Agreed. All right, Sarah. Yeah. So. <laughs> The story is these. The, the hard part is is that when we have to re-record, um, mm. and it's a really challenging story or like emotional or something like that. That mm -hmm. it, it can be even a little more challenging. And so we did a really nice job, I thought. And Sarah told her story beautifully in a two-parter, and the second part is gone. Yeah, we don't know what happened, so we're back to tell it again. I, what I will say is, I did talk to a medium. My dad passed about. Well, this is a great, yeah, this is, this is probably what it is. So dad, it's been a while. He's, it's been 19 years since he passed. Wow. He was in radio for 45 years. And so he's like very, you know, familiar with, um, with, uh, radio. Wow. Words. See, words are, are helpful when you're in this kind of business. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so. Writers and podcasters, yes, that's right our, here. those that's are, what that's what we do. So awesome, us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, he was very familiar with all of this equipment and all that jazz. And so I, I was talking to this medium and she asked me um, if I had been having issues, technical issues with my podcast, specifically around equipment not working properly. And I was like, uh, yeah, like you wouldn't believe. Literally every show when we first started, um, things would just stop working or we would be recording and you could see it recording and at the end it would have recorded but then I would go back in and I would save it and then it would just disappear or there yeah. would be like voices over top or sounds or I there, mean it a was a lot of really like creepy things creepy like that. stuff not really creepy but definitely not 
<laughs> I think that Stinky Dad, I do believe that her dad is messing yeah. with our podcast from the other side. Yeah, so so the medium said to me, um, that is your dad. He is messing with you. I said, can we please ask him to stop? <laughs> I mean, and, and at this point, we both just shrug our shoulders and yeah. we're like, all right, cool. We'll, yeah. we'll, and you know, here's the thing. We've been saying we were going to go live. Yeah. It's been, so Sarah and I keep a running list of things we need to do for the podcast uh-huh. and going live has been on it. And then you know how you, t- you take a list and then you start over yep. and you make a new list and then you move the stuff from the first list to the yeah. second one. Yeah. yeah. So that is exactly uh, how we went live. Thanks for pushing us, dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. We, we said, I said, I was like, I love you and I want you to keep communicating with me and I want to still get these like messages from you. But if you could not do it by messing with our podcast, that would be great. Yeah. So he's been good. He's been well behaved. He hasn't, you know, gotten in there and then. I go to he didn't he didn't like you talking about your boobies. I guess he didn't like you talking about my boobs. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. I know. Whatever. Well, this is such an important Dad, story. Dad, you passed from cancer, and I'm talking about my cancer and my boobs. So you got to get you got to be okay you with know, it. The whole the whole deal that what we do here is to try to help other people not have to go through what we went exactly. through. Exactly. And if you do go through it, we're here to walk you along <laughs> the way. The path. <laughs> I love Stinky said. Uh, Stinky Dad said he's now just a fan and not I producing. <laughs> dad didn't get the memo. No, no. Sorry, Dad. We don't. We, I do need a producer. Just if we could have one on this side of the dimension. That we would we be need more a helpful. producer and we need an assistant. And we need a benefactor. We have a benefactor. Let's yeah. back it up. Number one benefactor. <laughs> that's going to be the top one. Okay. Um, anyways. Yeah, so today uh, we're here for A Tale of Two Titties Part 2. Part 2. Part 2. So uh, if you go back and listen to our pre-recorded, edited, and pretty episode. This um, will not be that. This is not that. Because <laughs> you're getting the real real. Uh, you will just hear the story of my diagnosis, how I found out, and um, how I saved her life, basically. Yes, exactly. I'm totally fucking with and, you all. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, it is an actual possibility. Uh, so you'll have to listen to the, the episode to find out how. How possibly um, I would have. <laughs> yes. But uh, we're going to talk today about the aftermath and kind of what happens after you have a mastectomy. And this is by no means to scare anybody from getting themselves checked and finding out what's going on. Because, guys, you want to live, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's all let's all go let's ahead all and say yes to that. Go ahead and say yes. Although and sometimes you and I say no to that. Correct. That's yeah. a whole other story. To be fair. So, also, as with everything that Sarah and I tell you, this is our perspective, our story, yep. not, yeah, not, um, you know, Stinky Dad wants to live. Yeah, I'm kind of having yes. the best time. Anybody else want to join in and chat with I us? I know, this I is know. So fun. This is fun. I like. I love it. <laughs> okay, so, anyways, this is our story. This is our perspective. This is one one thing. So yeah. you need to realize that we are not um, speaking for everyone. Right. Exactly. Always. I always have to feel like I have to say that. I don't know. Well, I think it's a necessary thing to say. Um, but yeah, so here's here's my journey and what happened. And so post mastectomy, I think um, the shittiest thing that I didn't know about were these drains that they have coming out of your boobs. But this is with a lot of major surgeries. If you have a major surgery where they remove a lot of skin or tissue or something not to be too gross but yeah you have to have these uh, drainage tubes put in and so that was like <laughs> it was like being in my own personal hell like 
I, you know how like when you're physically uncomfortable, you, I, I'm not going to say like you, but like in the general, general you, the general yeah. you okay. become like um, irritable. Yes. Like most people do. You don't want anything touching you. Yes. And there okay. they are. So these drainage tubes though, like I, I became like massive, like Tyrannosaurus Rex bitch. <laughs> like I was so uncomfortable, <laughs> so uncomfortable that I was just like, um, so yeah, like you can't move without like, cause they were, because they were coming from my, my boobs, they were coming out of the sides, but, um, so they were under my arms. So like every time I moved my arms, I was like knocking into them. So that hurts really bad. Uh, can they get knocked out? Yeah, they can get knocked out. They did not. Thank God. Because I mean, they're in there though, like pretty far. So it's kind of hard for that to happen. But, um, yeah. So anyways, that was a, that was a huge pain in the ass. And then I had those in for about 12 days. They said, they were like, Oh, you know, probably have them for about five or six days. Yeah. And then, you know, every single time I would go and they were like, Oh, there's too much coming out still. So you have to keep them in for another day. And so this went on for almost two weeks. And and when I finally uh, got them out, I I felt like a new person. Like I could skip around. You're free from the chains that were the drains. Ooh, look at that little, 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 little. I mean, what can I say? Um, I'm not sure if I said this in the last episode or not, but I want to say it again because I think a lot of us out there believe that mastectomy means like you're laying on the table, they cut out the cancer, they put the new boobs in, they tie you up, sew you up, beautiful, gorgeous, go home, relax, yeah. rest. Yeah. No, no. It's not like that, Hollywood. No, it is not. <laughs> No, it is not. God. And you know, what's funny is that I think they probably, like looking back, I'm having these flashes of memories that they they told me this probably multiple times in these appointments. Like, this is not going to happen. Yeah. You know, your reconstruction is going to take up to two years. It can take 18 months to two years. So don't have this expectation of waking up with new breasts. I know. And, like, being but I feel like, like Angelina Jolie did. Yeah. She just like had it and had new boobs. Yeah, I also am not a gazillionaire. <laughs> gazillionaire would help a lot. Yeah, I'm not sure how that how that goes. You know how people, um, yeah, uh, how people get that kind of service and treatment. But I did not. Okay. And so, anyways, yeah, I, I woke up and and I did I did mention this in the last episode that you know looking down my gown in the post op room. I was in the post op room for like literally just a couple of minutes before my family came in okay so um maybe even 90 seconds and I so I had this I could hear them in the hallway talking to the doctor so I knew they were headed in I I pulled my hospital gown out and I looked down and I just saw black stitching and like this deflated um like a concave football I think is how you deflated football looking mess on my chest and I got very emotional and then it's like you knew your boobs were leaving you. Yeah. But like when you see it. Yeah. Yeah. But I still expected to see these like beautiful, perky titties. Because <laughs> <laughs> here, backstory just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, give too. the backstory. Um, I lived in Las Vegas for eight year, eight or nine years. And um, when I was out there, I got breast implants and uh, in 2007. And so I did wake up from a surgery at one point with these beautiful perky up to my freaking chin titties. So I was like, here's what, here we go. Here <laughs> we go. Two. Take, Take two. two. 
They're getting the cancer out, and I'm gonna be looking fine. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big. I can not it. Yeah. Huge fail. Also, I feel like I need to just tell everybody I have a cold. Again. If you're a regular listener, I just had one like two weeks ago. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what are the chances of it's me like getting kids, that? The, kids are back the chances school. are like a hundred percent. Pretty strong. Yes. Here we anyway, go. Um, so yeah, look down. So this black stitching, these deflated football-looking mess, Frankenstein's monster shit on my chest, and um, I got really upset and like sad. And then I realized after that because this is how my family works. Um, I had told my sister that she could record me when I was waking up from the anesthesia, which is, this is just what's happening. I'm just then waking up from the anesthesia. So I'm like, totally go ahead and record me because if Mm -hmm. I say something funny, I'm going to be really upset if we didn't get it on record and whatever. So I know she's recording me. I can hear her in the... um, uh, hallway and so I know she's coming in so I'm like alright alright step out of it step out of it uh, let the let the comedy flow <laughs> you were on stage then I was on stage so then she comes in and I can see that she's recording and so I just like toss my head back and let my mouth open up and I'm like acting like I'm drooling like you know and she's like oh she's asleep and then I was like no I'm not bitches and like you know <laughs> And all the ridiculous things that you say when you're coming out of yeah. anesthesia. I don't even remember half of it, but I just know that um yeah, I was I was on the on the stage because that is how I dealt with everything. Yes. Was to make a joke. Um so yeah, uh that was the immediate aftermath. And so what they don't tell you or talk to you about is it's like you got this shit, you've got the drains, you can't shower, and it was like so I know I talked about this in the last episode too, like kind of like demeaning, like I had to have my sister bathe me. She was here, you know, with me. Um, And so that's like really hard to do. And, uh, you know, of course we had to make jokes about that because I'm like, get your hand out of my crotch and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so um, yeah, you know, all that, all that good stuff. But I think the hardest part, what I like really wanted to make sure I shared about is because uh, I don't want anybody else to go through this was like finding that intimate part of my relationship with my husband again Mm -hmm. afterwards was so hard because I would look in the mirror and I was like, ew. Right. And I, and I, again, I don't know if this is what I said in the first one or the second one. I mean, I don't know. Um, but you know, your boobs for me are a part of like being a woman. Like I, I wouldn't even, I think about that, like, if I didn't have them, like, I, I don't know how I would, that sounds so superficial, but I don't know. It, 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 it takes away that part of your womanhood, I feel it like. It does. Especially when you have equated your whole life with it. I mean, so I think that that's probably part of it. When you looked in the mirror, you were like, damn. I mean, I, absolutely, 100%. I mean, I looked at myself, especially because I had chosen to get breast implants in the first place to enhance that part of my body. Yeah. You know, years before. Yeah. And ele- it was 11 years before, so I'd had it was like that's a long time, you know. Sure. <laughs> and um I was proud of them. Sure. And you know, like I just it was something that um I just like really loved about myself and then to have it like you know, and now there's all this discussion about our breast implants, the reason that people are getting breast cancer and 
Oh, there's all that sticky situation. And yeah, I'm gonna say no, but okay. I'm not a scientist or doctor or anything. Uh, just a woman with a lot of opinions <laughs> and very unqualified. Amen to that. Same here, sister. That's that's why we're here. <laughs> but you know, I just I'm I'm actually pulling out my. I wrote a blog post literally like weeks after I had had my mastectomy. And, okay. And and. I mean, listen, guys, we get like, when I say the real, real, I mean it. So, um, you know, if you are not an adult, check out. Check out. If you can't finish in West Philadelphia, born and raised, you're too young for this, bro. Way too young. I may, I, I was actually considering uh, stopping the Instagram live so the people then can tune back in for the rest of it on our podcast. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's probably a good idea. Because if they get a little taste of it, yeah, they can. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll be right back while she reads. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to kind of pull this up because this is like the real, real that I was feeling in that moment. So it's kind of, it's easier for me to, to pull those feelings and memories um, when I can look at them and, and directly uh, go back to that. So um, I'm just going to read part of it to just full disclosure. I promised to be open. I promised reality. I promised I would no holds barred reveal this journey with you. And this is a huge part of it. Or should I say a hugely absent part of it? Uh, Yikes, I can already feel my face getting hot. (laughs) I'm a woman, duly noted. As much as I shouldn't feel this way, my breasts are a part of what made me feel like a woman. Um, Let me back up. I actually didn't even know this until about three weeks ago. I had surgery six weeks ago. And immediately following, sex was the furthest thing from my mind. I had four tubes of weird-ass shit coming out of the sides of me. My boobs were gone and replaced with these rhombus-type-shaped extensions where they would begin reconstruction. I was in pain. A lot of it. I was breaking out in hives from allergic reactions to medications. I was trying and failing to get rest and heal. I gained 10 pounds in the six hours I was in surgery. I wish I was kidding. I was bloated and I felt like a blob of grossness. So needless to say, sex was not on my mind. Like, at all. In fact, all that was on my mind was what the next episode of Mindhunter was going to reveal or how Kimmy Schmidt would survive New York. (laughs) And then the tubes came out. Hallelujah, holy shit. The bloating subsided somewhat. I began to get my fillings in my rhombuses. Rhombusi? Rhombuses? Whatever. Anyway, they became less rhombus-like and more rectangular. Not much better, but better than nonetheless. The pain lessened and my hives went away and once I stopped taking the multiple medications, so I should be raring and ready to go. And I was. A little. And then I wasn't. Then I was. Then I decided the only way to get through this was to get by with a little help from my friend Mary Jane. So she and I had a nice little meeting. Little disclosure, I have a medical marijuana card, so don't be calling me She legal. We spent some lovely time together. I breathed in her sweet, calming loveliness and went in for my move. Because I have moves. Like Jack. I stroll up to my husband and I give him the look. You know you have one. You don't even need moves. Randy's <laughs> just like, boom, let's go. <laughs> my husband is like a 17-year-old kid. He's yeah. not a 17-year-old Yeah, you he don't even have 41. to have a move. Um, but everyone has a look. And if you don't, well, you're lying. Uh, he gives me the one sexy eyebrow raise and replies, Really? And then it happens. I start in with full-on giggles, and I can't stop. (laughs) I realize you may be thinking, well, you did just smoke weed, so maybe that was dumb, you dumb, dumb dumbass. Well, guess what, Judgy McJudgerson, you are wrong. You want to know why I know it wasn't the weed? Because I've done this before. 
So full disclosure, Randy and I have what we deem to be a completely normal and wonderful and magical marriage. It's quite annoying, really, and we don't care. We love each other so much, it's stupid. It's borderline obsessed. Like, I miss him when I'm talking to him on the phone for the 12th time that day, and I'll see him again in 30 minutes. We are fully aware that we're annoying, and we, in the words of Dua Lupia, don't give a fuck. So the reason I'm telling you this is so that you know that there are no major problems in our marriage. Yes, he makes such a horrendous mess in the bathroom that gross things that ever so quickly grow there also are growing their own gross shit. And I haven't put away a piece of clothing since the Obama administration. So yes, we annoy each other. <laughs> but it's so I can menial. attest to that being yes. true. <laughs> it's so menial though, and it never lasts longer than a roll of the eyes and a quick punch to the kidney and then a hug. Uh, I just... Anyway, the thing I am avoiding telling you is that we just don't get to have sex as often as we would like. We are literally tired all the time. So sometimes there will be long spaces of time, and almost every time I get all nervous and I get the giggles. But this time, Mary Jane finally joins me and I fully re- relax. I'm telling you people marijuana saves marriages. Just saying. Marijuana saves <laughs> marriages. That's almost alliteration. Uh, so I relax and, you know, we get it on. <laughs> I'm so awkward. Uh, I'm just going to apologize for that. Well, okay. Sorry. It was beautiful. I can't tell what's part of what you're writing and what you're actually saying. So are you saying you're awkward right now? You feel awkward? I, no, I, that's what I wrote, but I am awkward. I'm awkward. <laughs> love you. Our love makes it all so beautiful every time, but then the psychological mind screwing of it all comes and gets me real good. I look down and I realize I'm almost fully dressed. I cannot bring myself to remove my, remove my dress and reveal my rhombus tangular scarred like Frankenstein's monster chest. I'm embarrassed. I've been in love with this man for 15 years and I'm embarrassed. I realize that I don't feel like a woman without my breasts. How petty, right? The feminist in me makes my face flush with shame and then anger and then defensiveness. The arguments in my head begin like two monkeys with one banana. Me? I just had major surgery. It was part of my body they removed. Just give me a freaking break. Also me, you are such a cliche. Seriously, you're going to let boobs define you? You are a setback to women's rights in this world. What happened to being seen for your mind and your ever so charming personality? Don't roll your eyes at me. (laughs) Needless to say, I got the after sex blues big time. The tears start and I can't stop them either. Randy, the ever loving saint that he is, doesn't even blink an eye. He knows me so well that I don't even have to have that argument out loud. He heard all of it. He pulls me into a gentle hug as he knows my rhombus tangulites won't allow me to be squeezed without tears of pain. He kisses my forehead and I relax my head on his chest. That was three weeks ago. I can't bring myself to feel sexy. I can't bring myself to give the look. And I don't know if I've scarred Randy, but his look doesn't come either. I was prepared for surgery. Hell, I was ready for it. I was counting down the seconds to get that life-eating cancer out of my body, but the recovery... Mind games, the feeling of pity, uselessness, and self-hatred. No one could have prepared me for that. It's a long journey, and I'm trekking through it the best I can. For now, it's just me and my rhombus spheres. And until I can get out of my own head, there will be no sex in the titty list. But guys, that was a really like good portrait of where you... like. That made sense. Yeah, that's where I was. That's what I mean, yeah. I like that because that like really puts you right back there. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it explained everything. The good news is, and that's what I want to make sure I reiterate, fucking sucks in the beginning. Yeah. We got to push through it. And what I will say now, that was 2018. It's 2021. And, you know, not for TMI, but we have a really great fucking sex life. (laughs) 
that's taken some work uh, for different reasons, but check out some of our other episodes. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's a hard part that nobody talks about because you get the really annoying. There's a silver lining. You're gonna get new boobs. <laughs> I might have said that. A little barf. I don't feel like. Did you really? I don't know, but I feel like I thought it in my head. Ugh. Still barf. <laughs> but I don't think anyone knows these things. You know, I feel like no one really truly grapples with the big, huge picture. Right. You're just like, I'm a survivor. Right. No fuck. Like, like. You know how many, like, steps I had to take to get there and how many gross, horrible things had happened to me? Like, exactly. surgery after surgery and then drains and then this and then I don't feel like a woman and then... Yeah. I think that had I not known your story, even though I've known so many people who have survived breast cancer, nobody talks about it, which is... Hi. That's why we're here. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, hey. Yeah, that's why we be here. But I just, yeah, it's like, I want all of you to know if you've been through this or if you know somebody who's been through this or if you are a caregiver or if you are a husband um, or a wife or a significant other of, um, you know, someone who has breast cancer and has to go through this, like, this is the shit that's normal. It happens and it's going to happen over and over again. And it's okay because... You're going to get through it and you're going to get to that other side of it. You just have to, you have to keep trying and finding what works because what worked for me was keeping my shirt on for a long time. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And uh, why not? Right. Until I felt confident enough. And then it was like, I, something awakened in me and. I mean, obviously, having all of the reconstruction and being completed to a certain point helped. So that was definitely helpful. But there are women who choose to go flat. And to be honest with you, if I had known what the journey was of reconstruction, I most likely would have chosen to go flat. What? Mm-hmm. You've never said that before. Yeah. They're so pretty now. I mean, yeah. You had to work hard to get there. I know that. <laughs> I just feel like the so so what is the difference I guess you don't have to get the rhombuses put in right I mean basically what happens is that when you have the mastectomy that's it they just close you up they close you up and that's it drains or no drains I don't know I don't know you probably do have to still because they're removing and resewing they're just they basically seal you up I'm I'm like touching my boobs now guys (laughs) um seal you up listen to me they yeah. sew you like they flatten it sew you up take off like this like make just that's it yeah well so here there are difficulties with that too though because there are women who will who have if you if you check out not putting on a shirt.org um that is a website by a woman who asked her surgeon to have her go flat and yeah he left her with skin Oh no. So that she could have implants. And she was like, that's not what I wanted. I didn't want that. I wanted to go flat and you did not respect my wishes. And so this happens so much that there's actual, there's an actual like organization out there of women who are speaking out against these surgeons who are just completely dismissing women's wishes when they go in for their mastectomies. So guys, it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Um, you know, you can't choose 
to go flat without difficulties. You can't choose to be have yeah. instructions without difficulties. I mean, it just fucking sucks no matter what side of the coin. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so it's just, it's a... So can you give us like a time frame of from uh, a start to finish? So like from the mastectomy to where you felt healed? No, felt healed and also were healed. And your boobs were looking... Now, better. Yeah. <laughs> not square, not rhombuses. So my initial surgery was May 20... 20- eighth i think may 23rd so like such a horrible mind association i was diagnosed on my daughter's fifth birthday and then my surgery was on my brother's um death date so may 28th. good god uh-huh so so here's me freaking out going into the surgery like my brother died on this day am i gonna die on this day because what? that's something that can happen you know like it just yeah like those kinds of yeah, thoughts yeah, yeah. going through my head um and uh, he passed from a car accident, so I don't, you know, he didn't have any illness or anything. But um, we, uh, I wrote these letters to my kids. I wrote this letter to my husband, just like all these things in preparation. And so I was scared going in. So that was that was then 2018, and then um, my final surgery of reconstruction was in June of 2020, and that is when I finally could look at my chest mm-hmm. and be okay with it and then so then recovering from that surgery fully um we're looking at like september october of 20 so like a year ago wow is when i finally felt physically healed yeah now emotionally i'm gonna say not until recently yeah and yeah, I'll talk about that at some point. We'll do a whole so, thing. So there was a point, though, where they, the plastic surgeon said he's done, and you said, no, you're not. Yeah, there was. <laughs> there was, absolutely. So yeah. we, I think we left that part out. Yeah, so, I mean, I got to surgery number three, and I came out of surgery number three, and that is when he was like, all right, you know, he's like, we're good. Yeah. Brushing off the hands. We got this. You were looking great. And I looked down and I was like, dude. <laughs> Let's evaluate this together. <laughs> My titties be seven inches wide and one inch, if that, like a half inch thick. So I got these like flapjacks hanging off my chest. Oh, God. Like that's legit what they looked like. Nope. What did he say? And he was like, but you have cleavage in a bra. And I was like, I don't give a shit what they look like in a bra. Wow. I was like, I can't even get them to stay in a bra. They're so fucking wide. So they were like sticking out, poking oh, no. out at the sides of bras. Like it was like I had like he's a plastic surgeon. You should know that shit. Like I was gonna say he's a dude, but you know what? Like you should know the the width that fits into a bra. Yeah. So I didn't know. And you know, this is, this is so, it was, so most people are like, well, I need to do research and find a good surgeon and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, get the fucking cancer out of me and let's do this right now. I was there when we scheduled the <laughs> surgery and the surgeon. Yep. He was like on vacation or something and they're like, yep. he'll be back on a boat. And it, right at that point, I was like, we're not researching surgeons. Nope. I just got like. We just trust that you have a good surgeon. Yes. And the, and the surgeon I cared about was the one actually removing Absolutely. the cancer. The plastic surgeon, I was like, whatever. I don't yeah. give a shit. If he's like, that's fine. If he's the first available, stick him in there. That's great. What I will say is that 
he is phenomenal actually yeah he listens and so like when i said i'm not happy he's mm-hmm. like all right let's make you happy so um i was like this is not gonna do now is it so uh i basically took a marker and i drew about halfway down the side like because they were under my arms like nope. so i did yoga i i I have a very, so this makes it a tough uh, relationship with yoga too, because this is like all going on while I'm mm-hmm. teaching and stuff. So when I would do, there's a move called chaturanga. And so like, you have to like kind of tuck your elbows into the side of your ribs and you're in a, like a push up position and you come down. Well, I had to like swing my elbows out and around no. my chest in order to get my elbows into like the right position to do this move. And so, um, I was like, this is not normal. And this is these. This is the layers and the details that you know. Even I didn't know. Yeah, that's really awful. So I just and if I wouldn't, I would like smush them back and they no nope. back with my arm. Okay, so you say you take this marker, you draw this line, and uh-huh. and he says, okay, we'll do it in. I said I was like, you need to cut all of this off, and he's like, are you? Are, for real, you want me to remove? I said I want you to remove all of the skin. Uh huh. And I want you to, like, and he said, but you're not gonna have. You're gonna have more scars. This I, is what he was worried about. You're gonna uh, have more scars. I was like, listen, I don't care about the scars. Scars fade. Yeah. I was like, I want to be able to fit in. I want to look. I want to f- have some sense of normalcy. Back. Sure. I want to feel like I have normal shaped breasts. Yeah. I want them to feel normal. Like you can't even like. Like, that's no fun for Randy or myself. Like, you can't even squeeze them and get, like, oh, there goes Google. Grab a glass of water. Grab a glass, Grab of, a glass water. of water as you squeeze the booby. <laughs> so, remind me or I don't drink water. I know. We both water went break. for it. Mm-hmm. Water. It's daytime, so we're going to go water yeah. this time. Yeah, so uh, I was like, you can't even squeeze these. They're not even fun. <laughs> you didn't say that to him. I did. Was he like an old man? No. No. He's like our age. Oh. God, dude. You he's, should know better. I know. And he's like seven feet tall. He's so tall. <laughs> That's really bad. I know. But it's just like the first time he walked in, I was like, hello. Whoa. Like, you are so funny. Tall. It is the funny things we remember. Uh-huh. Or notice. Okay. So he said, you say, cut this side boob off. And he says, he's like, if you don't care about this car. No, like, buddy. He's like, all right, let's do it. And he did exactly what I asked him to. And I woke up and I was like beaming. That's amazing. I'm I so looked happy. down, I was like, oh, my boobies yes. are back. They're actual boobies. Like they're round. They're yeah. not flat. They're yeah. not I mean, guys, it was seriously like pancakes. Like somebody had taken a pancake and like hung them off little hooks on my chest. It was bad. Oh. A little bad. Flat flapjacks. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> so I was just very excited to have some round boobs and now I don't have to wear a bra I can just like you know hang out with my they're beautiful well, there's no rhyme there's rhymes for guys but not for girls with that yeah I um yeah I look at them very like and you know you don't <laughs> want to say that because it's like fucking the trip the bullshit you had to do to get there but I'm like oh they're so perfect and pretty and hey perky I will take it I love it it makes me happy to know that, like, um, yeah, that, that somebody out there appreciates them. I appreciate them. <laughs> I look at them a lot, by the way. 
Um, we have some great pictures we got in the last photo shoot down by, um, it's called the Color Park in Pittsburgh. And uh, yeah, we, 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 we got naked there. We sure did. <laughs> Listen, we did outfit changes. And my mom was like, wait, you did it like right? I was like, yup. Yeah, I looked yeah. both ways, made sure nobody was coming and changed my clothes. Changed my clothes. And then, you know, as you look across the river, though, there's the I thought those, those are tiny little windows. If not, then let them see. It's cool. It's Yeah. But no. The Small be- pleasures. <laughs> the, the pictures are beautiful. And um, I just think you, I think it's one of the most beautiful pictures of you. Thank you. Yeah. It it's very it was very freeing and yeah. it felt good to feel proud of my body yes. for a minute. Yes. Because that's not something I felt probably it ever. Came, but it came through in the photo. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. It's it's a it's a real it's beautiful. Thank you. So I mean that I we've talked about body image. Yeah, before, that's and, a whole, and that's a whole other episode. But I think that this is, you know, the, for the first time in my life, I am proud because it's like I've gone through some fucking shit with my body. Yes, you have, and it's I'm, I'm I feel good. Yeah, and that's an amazing thing. It is an amazing thing. So while the journey to get there afterwards sucks so fucking bad. <laughs> I promise. It's 3.33, so I tell you no not. Don't tell you no lies. I promise you there is a there is an end. There is yeah. Light. <laughs> As you said that I thought about something and I just thought like what if there was in front of us, standing in front of us, and this has happened to both of us someone newly diagnosed yeah. with breast cancer and then someone who just tragically lost their husband mm-hmm. and we're standing there looking at them yeah and you know the hell yep that's in front of them yeah and you wish more than anything you could take it away yep but you're like all i can promise you is it ends mm-hmm. and you will still be standing yeah and it's okay, but like, God, think about the road that took you to get to there. I don't know. I think about that a lot, and I just think, God, I wouldn't want to. Um, I wouldn't want to relive that shit for anything. But I mean, look at you now. Here's the, the hard part: is that I think about that girl, that woman. Yeah. And I wonder, would I want to hear what I'm saying right now, or would I be like, shut the fuck up? So. Did you have anyone talk to you? Because I did. I did. I had one woman um, who was referred to me from one of the nurses at the uh, Breast Cancer Center yeah. at Allegheny Health Network, and um, she was she was awesome. Uh, she was really helpful. She has she's been going through for years treatments, yeah. and she runs a couple of Facebook groups and. Uh, you know, she, she, I, I had, I liked talking to her. I enjoyed talking to her and I actually, it was helpful to hear what she But here's say. the thing, Sarah, you're not telling people like, it'll be worth it. Like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I'm stronger because of it. No. I got to do this, this, <laughs> and this. Do you know what I mean? So I, 
I think it's the way that, that, that we tell our story is like, we don't leave out anything that to make it seem better than it was. Yeah. yeah. All we're saying is like, you have the opportunity to like, it's possible in the end to still be standing. Right. Right. There's no guarantees, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Of anything. Um, but it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. You know, like I, but I do think of that too. I try really hard not to be that annoying one person. Right. I know. So I'm like, <laughs> especially because I feel like I'm like in this very, um, this very intense healing space right now. Like I feel like yes. everything is kind of multiplied in terms of it, it, the good side of things. Like my healing is kind of coming in waves, in these big waves. Yeah. Um, and it's it's this overwhelming, in a beautiful way, this yeah. overwhelming feeling. And so I'm trying to not shove that <laughs> yes, <laughs> at everyone else. I know. Uh, but it's so exciting to know, like, like, it's possible. It's so possible. And I really, really hope that people just keep that in mind. Because, but you're also telling them it's going to suck. It's going to suck. It's going to fucking suck. And that's why you need to just kind of just in the back of your mind, remember like I can, there is a possibility that I can stand on the other side of this mm-hmm. victorious. Yes. Um, because I think that there are times when you go through things like this, that those types of memories or those types of thoughts are few and far between and sometimes are completely non-existent where you think it's impossible. There's no way. I'm not going to come out on the other side of this victorious. I'm not going to ever feel better. Yeah. There is no light. I'm never going to be able to come out of this um, feeling on a, on a good, in a good way. Mm-hmm. You're not going to come out of the same. Yeah. No matter what your big G trauma is or little T trauma, it doesn't matter. Trauma is trauma. You're not going to come out of it the same. That's okay. It changes you. Mm-hmm. And think it's just you just have to know that people do survive it yeah so yeah I don't know if I I don't know it's like I feel like it was good to go back and read through I read through some of my blogs um yesterday just in in uh preparation for doing this and I was like man I don't even I don't even know that person so yeah and it's interesting you say that. Um, I went to the wine store last night. Shocker. I mean, shocker, right? Anything good. Just some new red because my mom and I drank it all this week. Um, <laughs> we can, My mom and I can polish a bottle off in like 10 minutes. But anyways, it's neither here nor there. And uh, it, no judgments. And I'm in there and I'm about to check out and I am like, I have had a day of seeing too many people, whatever. So I'm not focused. I'm just checking out. And I look up and I'm like, oh my God. And it, I had made one friend in at the caring place. Ah. And we looked at each other and we like hugged. And I was like, wow. And she's like, wow. And I, and we had this moment of like, who were those women? Right. When we met. Yeah. And so I said to her, I said, so how's your baby? Because I met her pregnant she was pregnant with her another her new spouse's child yes yeah okay so um so anyways I said how's your baby she said it's not a baby anymore yeah they're almost two years old 
I was like, whoa. Yeah. And and that is like to me it was this big huge moment of like holy crap. Yeah. Uh, who is that? Who was that person? Yeah. Who showed up at the caring place and like gr- which is a place for it's a grief counseling place for your children and families mm-hmm. and specifically for, you know, close relatives who have passed. And you know, when I look, when you look back at your writing, you're like, who was that? Yeah. And it is, it is a very um, interesting thing that you can't hear sometimes though, when you're in it. Right. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can get back in it with you if you want to like, and so can Sarah. She can get back in it with yeah. you. Yeah. If you're in a shit place, she'll be like, she'll explain her shit parts too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there is that, that element of you totally change like you're just yeah. not even the same person yeah i mean i'm glad yeah right <laughs> uh i mean i it's funny i like read the writing and i just and it's because we were just having this conversation just in general about our relationship before we got on here i have always felt this need to justify my choices and myself mm-hmm. and my existence mm-hmm. and so I'm reading this writing and I'm like Ugh. because I, I spend this whole time in one of these posts talking about why I chose reconstruction instead of going flat like like yeah why would you have to yeah because I had somebody say to me mm-hmm. well <laughs> it's like such a I wanted to smack her so hard in your face Woo! anyways um well there's also some other yeah. stuff there okay uh, she's an ex of one of my family members, so it's sort okay. of like a sure. double win. You know, yeah, cat fight thing. Mm-hmm. But she said, "Isn't that a vain choice for you to want reconstruction?" Damn! <laughs> like, oh, bitch. Yeah. So, anyway, so that, but that stuck with me. It stuck with me, and I thought, "Am I being vain?" And, and the thing is, is that like twenty people could tell you one thing, and that one, one person, person says that. Yeah. You know. I have a, a, a similar blog post. I don't mean to go back and forth. It's no, just it's, like, it's similar in that way where I, it's gross. I basically justified having a boyfriend. Like, why? You shouldn't need to do, to do that. Like, why am I doing that? Like, you know, and, and it was all very true. I was in love with two people at once. That's true. But like, I felt like the world needed to know that because I felt like, back up, explain, because this might be people's first time listening. Oh, yes. <laughs> She wasn't having a dual relationship. <laughs> and I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing. But I mean, this is what we do. This is I know. We do. This is I how know. we deal with things. Oh my God. Okay. So um, anyways, my husband died three, almost three years ago, two, two and a half years ago. And, um, and so I was a widow, a young widow with two young children and um, started dating again and then just happened to you know, not, I don't know if it happened, just happened, or if he magically appeared because it was perp- it was meant to be, but... Um, so meant to be. Yeah. I have a, a wonderful partner now in my life. And I just felt like when I shared that with the world, I kept it a secret for a long time just because I could not handle the judgment. And I also couldn't handle people thinking I was better because I had. That would be like... It's, it's similar because it's like, okay, so I accept my body, so I'm better. No, 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 no. Like, I, you're still grieving, and you're still grieving the loss of your boobs, and you're still grieving the loss of your spouse, 
And that was the other thing too. I wanted to make sure that people didn't assume that I was just better. Let's talk about that for a sec. I feel like that is a hugely important thing to address. When you know someone who is going through a loss of some sort. So like, for instance, a a loss of a loved one. So that person is grieving. So you show up for the funeral, you make them food, and then you drop off the face of the earth because they're better. Yeah. Funeral's over. Or a lot of people like to do after the first, first Christmas, first birthday. So like, then go away. The thing is, guys, is nothing. It, it, it never gets better. Is not the right word, or easier. It gets different. I think is the only way to describe it. Yeah, is it just becomes different. The pain becomes different. It's not as sharp. Mm. It's still there. Yeah, it still hurts. It's just not as sharp. So, um, or as intense. Is intense. Yeah. So I think that. People just need to understand that. It's like six months after you lose somebody, like check in with that friend. Like, are you doing all right? Or just, Seven months, I mean, you know, months, because they're because ha- they're smiling and they're happy, yeah. you know, I, I guess just don't assume that that means everything's all okay now. And um, so that's why I felt like I had to justify yeah. this new relationship. Right. And I was so careful to like talk about it with anyone because I thought, oh my God, they're going to think that like I didn't really love my husband. That's so sad. I was so scared that people were going to think that when I loved them both at the same time. Yeah. And I would say that I was in love with them at the same time. Now I love my husband in a very different way than I love Mike. Right. Um, But there was that first year I was in love with both of them. And I didn't know how to explain that to people. Yeah. Uh, not that I should have to. You don't. <laughs> you don't have to. There should. This is what I mean. There shouldn't have to be an explanation. Yeah. So I guess that's there our point. There doesn't have to be an explanation. You don't need to explain don't feel yourself. Feel like you need to justify. Don't feel like you need to explain yourself. But if your you choices do, are your choices. We've done it. <laughs> exactly. So we're just you know pots calling kettles black. So yeah. it's fine. <laughs> Um, but just know that, yeah, it's normal. You're going to do it. You're going to justify. You're going to feel guilty. You're going to say and do things that are dumb. You're going to tell people you're totally fine when you're not. Um, I mean, I still have to get every six for the first five years out of this diagnosis and, and uh, surgery. I'm going to, I have to get uh, scans every six months. I still see an oncologist. I, you know, so every visit to the oncologist is a panic attack. An anxiety right. attack. So, so for her, like, you're always thinking like, okay, well, it could start all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Cause every single day it can come back in another part of my body. Yeah. Or for me, I like, okay, one wrong thing is going to happen to me. My kids are going to have no parents. Yep. It's just, it doesn't stop. Yeah. It just, it morphs. (laughs) It morphs. And then you turn into Joe Rogan and keep talking over about everything. That's what I feel like we're doing here. This is one of our like chattier episodes. No, I, I mean, yeah, we can wrap it up, but uh, you know, we thank you guys. We for, just have a lot to say. We do. We have a lot to say. Um, we're so thankful that you joined us live. This was fun. Um, hopefully, we can get you guys to join us again next week. We're going to be back live with some some spooky scaries. Spooky scaries. We're going to be talking true crime, and uh, we each have a case, and neither of us knows what the other. Well. 
let's be honest, I know what her case is only because of some logistical things that had to happen. Yeah. She does not know my case though, so I'm like real stoked about that, even though hers is so much better because she has all this information. <laughs> but whatevs. <laughs> We're not gonna I'm talk not about prepared that. yet. I, I gotta I gotta like get morbid crime junkie prepared. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you hop on for that. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, we will let you know the date and time on our Instagram and Facebook pages. So you're going to want to go find us there at Unqualified Therapist on Instagram and uh, Unqualified Therapist on Facebook or Facebook.com slash Unqualified Podcast. Our birthday's coming up. It is. Go find us on Twitter at Untherapists. Please do. Please do. Guess who loves us over there? Guys, Twitter. Twitter is my new best friend because... In case you didn't hear it when we first said it in the beginning, when Amy let you guys know, guess who reached out to us on Twitter? Guess. Ready? One, two, three. Guess. Nope, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch Dateline? If you watch Dateline, then you should know Josh Mankiewicz. OG! He is going to be on our show. Uh, we're thinking... Uh, with our conversations back and forth with him on the first week of November, which is coming up super soon. I think this is probably the second I need to get ready. <laughs> Thanks for the follow, Sticky Dad. Followed us on Twitter. Yay! Um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking to him, and I seriously can't wait. I'm going to fangirl. It's going to be embarrassing. I, I don't really know how to get it together for so this you're one. you're not going to want to miss it because I'm seriously going to lose my shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then our goal is, you know course after that i mean we're big deal so <laughs> so morbid's gonna want to pair up with us and uh my favorite murder here we come today's show today's show's Look next out. i mean i've been i've been calling it i'm gonna be on the morning show one of them <laughs> we're going to I be don't there know. i don't think we're pg enough for a morning show we'll have to like let's probably go, go jimmy fallon <laughs> i just i'm gonna get talk show host shoes i can't wait I can't walk in those. I will fall forward. No, you don't walk in them. You well, how do you, you, you 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 just have to walk to the chair or the couch. Or if it's on the Today Show, you get there and then you put them on because then they put the camera live. Here, here's what I'm gonna need to do. I'm going to. I wonder need if everybody bring... knows what talk show host shoes are. They're those like hot giant giant heels, heels like thin like just hot stilettos. Heels. Yes, they make your ma- legs look amazing, but, but they're impossible to walk in. Can't walk in them. So I'm going to get them, at 43, but I'm going to bring my electric scooter to ride in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was going there. <laughs> I was thinking sneakers, but okay, nope. sure. Nope. I'm going to electric scooter my ass to the chair. All right. Well, when we're on the stage show. Yeah. You can check us out there. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you all. We'll talk to you next week. You can hang out with us then. Um, until then, keep it weird and wild, warriors. Because we are. Because we is. <laughs> Electric scooter. Electric scooter. Oh, my God. It would be like. <laughs> <laughs>